Hello and welcome to another episode of The Adventure Trail where we talk about all things outdoors, all things extreme and everything sports related. Today we have uh, Mark Agnew as always. Hello. And hello. myself Mary Hoy when we're talking about women and coaching. We'll have today Kate Rutherford who was a competitive swimmer growing up and now coaches triathlon at 26 coaching. But before we jump into that, how has the sporting world been? Yeah, really good. I actually got some uh, big news in the context of Hong Kong trail running. I, I don't I don't think you, you would even know this yet, Mary, but Jim Wamsley's coming to Hong Kong. Uh, the Western States record setter, quite a famous trail runner. He's come to run the Fast 100, which is organized by one of our first guests, Valerie. Yeah, super exciting. Uh, so that'll be fun. And he's going to be racing against Rob Carr. Rob, Rob Carr, is it? Yeah, I think so. He's uh, the... Uh, one of the top trail runners as well so it's really great that hong kong's attracting some of the best talented in the world really looking forward to that and by the time this comes out we'll have a story breaking that news mm. and you'll be out this friday evening catching the moon tracker yeah moon tracker is one of the most popular trail events in hong kong there's uh, 1500 people taking part overnight through lantau uh, always really exciting but it means that i've got to get to poyo at 1am in the morning to try and interview people on the finish line which will be uh fun <laughs> a late night but uh, really exciting. Uh, it's always one of the marquee events. It's great that trail running gets exposure to people who aren't necessarily trail runners. But before that, uh, tell us a bit more about who we're joined by today. Our guest today is Kate Rutherford, who coaches at 26 Coaching. She oversees the triathlon programs there and grew up herself as a competitive swimmer. But what led us to this question to begin with is a couple of recent articles about the lack of female coaches in running. Uh, for example, in the US, where you, you see female runners just being on fire, getting really, really good results. But if you look around, there really aren't that many women who are co coaching at a high level. Um, and similarly, the Women's Tennis Association also put out a piece recently about the lack of women coaches coaching top 100 players. And so we thought, well, why not talk to a local coach from Hong Kong and get her take on it? Um, um, have you ever been coached by a woman? Not really. All my coaches growing up uh, have been men, both in running, and badminton, I've had one strength and conditioning coach who's a, a, a woman, but really the coaches I work most closely with have all been have all been men. And have you been conscious of that? Um, did you realize at the time, why am I being coached by more women? I've been wondering about what a woman would bring uh, in terms of different coaching styles and how I, how I would respond to that differently, but that's just kind of been more of a curiosity than an, an active question that has been bugging me. What about you, Mark? Um, uh, I've never had a woman coach. Uh, I had a rugby coach who, when I was under 13, so pretty low sort of school, primary school standard, who was a woman. And uh, at university, I had a strength and conditioning coach. She also coached the England women's rugby team weights and Newcastle University. So that was, but I wasn't really, I never really thought about it at the time. I just thought, this is another coach who has a lot to, to, to offer me and I have a lot to learn from her, but I never crossed my mind until we sort of brought it up now that actually why haven't I been coached by a woman there's lots of people out there with a great wealth of knowledge in rugby as it would have been or, or other sports I've taken up since but I never thought about it till now but I it, now that I am thinking about it there's just this huge gap and no explanation behind it mm -hmm. well I'm sure Kate will be able to share a lot more and we'll have lots of questions for her Thank you so much for coming in to chat with us, Kate. Thank you, Mary. It's uh, So today we're talking about the role of women in coaching and sports, and you're a coach yourself. But first of all, I'd love to hear about 
your experience as an athlete growing up. You were a swimmer competitively. Could you tell us about your experience and you know, the coaches was, you've had? Yeah, it was all kind of by mistake, really. I just swimming was my sport, um, and I just never really, really thought I was actually doing sport competitively. At that point, I just enjoyed it and was just getting in the pool, um, swimming up and down. And so my mum's friend just said she should be swimming in a swimming club. Um, you know, she's she, she clearly enjoys it. So I went off to swimming club. Um, that friend then later on made uh, actually started their own swim club. So I ended up uh, swimming for them. My dad was the treasurer. My mum was the social committee member um, organising all the meets and things. So it kind of became a lifestyle within the family as well. Um, so that's how I started off. Um, and then eventually I went on to boarding school. So my first actual coach female was a female coach. Mm. Um, but again, sort of at a recreational uh, just just going to keep fit at kind of level. And so, um, you know, at that young age, were you sort of even aware, like, of the point, it's it's my my coach is a female, that's cool, or that's unusual, or is it just like, because it's your first coach, it was just the norm? It was it was unusual because everybody else around the deck was, was male. Um, but, you know, she, to me, was my neighbour as well. So for me, it was it was a very normal thing. It was only later on when I went on to do it more competitively that I then I didn't have another female coach. Ever? No. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> so it was the one female coach to begin yes. with. And then how many other male coaches did you have throughout your career? Um, well, I had a further three. Um, and then I took a long break. I actually uh, dropped out of swimming and didn't want to do any sport and this was about the age of 16 and uh, I was allowed to in the way that nobody enticed me to carry on uh, or showed me another path to take with my sport um, so I kind of fe felt let down in that respect with my sport but didn't realize it at the time it's only now that I look back and think oh my god I completely missed one of the biggest opportunities of my life um, but that's why it kind of helped me to want to then go on and try and be that the person that I didn't find um, that kind of that didn't help me in the end um, I didn't I felt let down by the by people by coaches um, and that's the I want to be that person that it doesn't let the people down and were your male counterparts at the time encouraged to continue and keep going in a way that you weren't because they were coached by men and you were um, one of, I, I, were there many other women even swimming in the team at the time? There were uh, there were a few women swimming in the team, but um, to be honest, no, looking back on it, uh, it was it it was the men that were getting all the attention, the, the boys that were getting the attention. Um and were they of a higher standard than me? Perhaps not. Um, and it, very much swimming is it's uh, an area where you take you can take somebody who's got the potential and, and the you know the grit to go on and you can help build them. But there wasn't any of that sort of mentoring either. Mm. There was none of the encouragement. It was just get in, here's your set, off you go. Um, so the the mentoring side wasn't there. So now, now that you're a coach, do you make a point in particular of mentoring girls or do you make a point in particular of mentoring everybody equally? 
everybody equally um, because everybody is in the same boat. Um, and my main objective is to try and not let people escape or not escape, be let down. <laughs> yeah, that sounds <laughs> ominous. <laughs> uh, I don't want them to walk away from something that they're good at. And if they have some sort of potential, it's very heartbreaking to see people actually walk away because I know they will come to regret it mm. from my own experience um, mm. that I had. And how would you describe your coaching style and how have you kind of shaped that by taking maybe inspiration from your male coaches and your one female coach and also bringing in your own experiences? Well, in... Um, in in the organization I work with, 26, there's myself and uh, another a male coach. So we we have our strengths and weaknesses. Mm. Um, I have learned some of his strengths and applied them into into my philosophy. I don't I don't know if he's done the same, but <laughs> mm. uh, but we bounce off very well together, and you know we we get the results that we need. Um, and I feel that that a, any of our athletes can either if they don't feel like approaching one of us they will go to the other person. Um, more, I don't think many people really won't come to me uh, to, if they want an error problem or an issue or uh, something that's not going quite right. Um, but I'm also finding that I'm getting stronger in in as from working alongside him with being more, not aggressive, but more this is the way you need to do it. Um, don't, you know, just just get on and do it. Um, we don't need to have a debate. We're not here to debate. This is the way we need to, to apply it. Obviously, there are areas where we do have to sit down and debate and, and, and find a different route if it's not going right. But if it's going right, um, I think sometimes as women aren't strong enough um, to, to say, actually, this is where we're going. Um, well, that's interesting because... <clears throat> um, do you, do you find that um you know you say that women aren't strong enough to um is it is that any response to the people who you're coaching do us do do boys are they less keen to take the, the advice on board and you end up having to assert yourself and i see i see a lot of different things and i my main area that for female coaches i know i'm strong enough um i don't feel men feel that i'm strong enough uh, boys that have been with me since the age of seven or eight and have gone up and grown up, they know how strong I am and they will take my word and will trust me. Um, but if I'm if I'm getting new adult clients, sometimes there's uh, they look at you and think, how can you possibly tell me anything that I don't know? And that is the barrier that I, I have to get over and speak to people about. Um, and I think with my proven track record of being an athlete, that helps. But if you don't have that as a female coach, then I do believe there is, there are barriers that will never be broken down. Never? No, never. Mm. Okay, well, what can we do to at least lower them so they're still there but easier to surmount? <laughs> I, well, I, I do believe um, pathways do need to be put in place for the female, uh, female coaches. Um, there's a very there's a lack of uh, any government um, wanting to help expand this area, and I believe that's around the world as well. There's very few. If you look at the sports around the world, there's very few high profile co female coaches in any sport. Um, it's getting to a level now where they're coming into perhaps the junior roles, 
but I still believe the old school men are men are more dominant. They 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 might not progress unless those pathways are put into place. Mm. Yeah, because um, I mean, across all sports, there seems to be a cultural ex- like acceptance of women can coach women, men can coach women, but women coaching men um, is is just as as you say, it's 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 steeped in all of these um, old stereotypes of dominance. Do you think which side do you think that's coming from? Do you think there's the perception of the athletes being coached are saying, as you mentioned before, oh, I can't. I can't be coached by a woman. What she, what could she possibly let, teach me? Or do you think there's also sort of like a, a latent insecurity in the in the female coaches going to coach men who have have been pushed into the same sort of um, rubbish tropes? I do believe there's uh, both sides. Okay, I think the fact that um, we don't actually have too many female role model coaches to uh, for our athletes to want to aspire to become. Um, so that obviously is where we have to start but the barrier of men allowing coaches into senior levels it's very difficult to to change the mindset uh we are just as strong we do have uh, a, a great way of coaching and perhaps we have maybe more to offer as well as a coach um quite risky of me to say that but you know we do have other we do have certain strengths that men men do not as well but there's the flip side too um i think it's a great level uh playing field if you've got men and women in the same role working alongside each other everyone wins and what are some of those strengths that you think women can bring to to the table as coaches that maybe complement men a bit more well, obviously, we, we <laughs> this is a tricky one. Um, we can, we will listen and we will see uh, a whole picture, I believe, a bit better than a male can. Um, we're op- we will listen and then we will make a strategy upon that. Um, whereas I think men are very much, this is my way and this is my only way. Mm. Take it or leave it. Um, so the fact that you can bounce the two off each other it just means for uh, one a greater pool of people to to actually pick uh pick a team from as well because you can see something different in an in an athlete that a man would think nope he doesn't fit into this stereotype um but you can you can then pull them into the team in because i see them as a different Mm -hmm. in a different way um, or females will see them in a different way. And can you think of any experiences from just off the top of your head where that kind of skill set of yours as a woman coach has helped with the situation with athletes? The areas that my, the, the guys that I coach um, that come to me um, is if they're struggling with uh, the sort of, the, the flip sides of being an athlete, the more psychological sides of being an athlete. Um, helping out with how can I balance all of this workload and get the right results. Um, very much, I'm. I'm. That's a female ro- um, coaching role. Uh, one of the the primary um, strong parts of a of a strength of a female is that they can they can actually listen and take it on board and show them away. Whereas a man would say probably don't. I don't need to hear this rubbish. Go away and sort it out yourself. Um, but athletes do need help like that. And a coach should be able to provide the whole rounded 
um, experience for them. Um, to what extent, if we're talking about men and women's strengths and we're saying men are A and women are B, even when A and B are both strengths, listening and uh, direction as, you, as uh, examples, what extent is that sort of going to end up perpetuating it by saying that women are A and men are B rather than saying anybody can be anything, men can listen and women can be dominant? Doesn't that uh, pigeonhole people before they've even started, even if we're talking about strengths? Um, it's, it falls into stereotypes, doesn't it? And whoever you're working alongside, um, a woman, a woman can, I believe, or women, I believe, can actually change their views and work alongside a lot of people. Uh, can can men? Um, I would uh, I would say yes. But um, I, I appreciate that, like, you know, there's those masculine and feminine sort of binary ideas of, of a man not being able to listen or, or and a woman having more empathy and a man having more assertiveness, etc. But the idea of those sort of binary pigeonholes is, is part of the problem. And if we actually said that, well, you know, you know, men, you can listen, you can be empathy, you can have um, these flip side to athletics um, problems and women you can be dominant and strong and um, and all of the other things and but the ba- the initial barrier is that sometimes yeah. men do not want to listen and I have experienced that firsthand very much so in in even organizations here in Hong Kong where I've been literally told please be quiet you don't really know anything because <sighs> um, I'm and I'm the only female sitting around the, ta- the table they're not saying that to the other men who are not qualified even to be sitting around talking about certain sport, the sport that we're talking about. They have no idea about the sport. They're just sitting there as, as a person. Um, but I'm the one that was told, we don't need to hear your view. That's terrible. That's, uh... <laughs> and it happens. And that is why we do have these barriers mm. that we do. So... I think we do need to address the pathways for the for for female coaches mm-hmm. because um, we have different strengths to bring to the table. We do have weaknesses too, but if alongside you're working well with the other people around you, it just supports the whole team growing up. So, what what do you think those pathways would sort of look like? Well, first of all, we'd have to encourage. Um, uh, bring in role models so let's look at the athletes that we've got from each sport because we are talking sport across the board here um and help them say you know what you can actually this is after you've had your career you can actually go down and to this career um and show them help get them the qualifications that they need help even provide them with support um with family family issues as well because it it coaching can be unsociable hours um and it doesn't necessarily fall into the far pathway of yes unfortunately we do have to go back and and look after the kids at certain times try and find areas to balance that out for them as well yeah it does seem like these dynamics go in the circle too wherever you have more uh, women as role models as coaches you would get more women pursuing the sports to a higher level at which point they will then pursue coaching absolutely absolutely some some women though do respond more to a man mm. as a coach a male coach I, I will definitely say that um, but I know there are a lot of people out there that will will want a female coach if one was provided um, 
look at all the the new female sport teams that are coming through with the rugby and uh, football. Again, there's still a, a huge lack of coaches out there, female coaches out there that should be there. I mean, I know it's a global issue and across all sports, mm. but is it in particular? Uh, do you notice it in Hong Kong? Uh, are there is there more of a, a gender imbalance here than elsewhere? Um. I think there are probably more barriers to to break down here. What kind of barriers? <laughs> <laughs> You're being mean, aren't you? <laughs> well, um, I I do believe you know that that it is a male dominant um, society we live in here in Hong Kong, and we do. It's very old school, still. So, so how how long have you been coaching here? Uh, about 10 years. Have you noticed it change at all or are, you, are we still where we were 10 not, years ago? Not really, not really. Um, I, I believe 10 years ago, um, there were very few, there are more, I would say there are more profile uh, coaches, female coaches, but we're talking less than one handful here. Mm-hmm. Um and how about um, the growth rate is not very good. Yeah, one every two years is going uh, <laughs> to take a while. Um, but what about um, the attitudes um, of the male coaches? Are they changing at all? You know, you've said that you were being told to be quiet basically in meetings. Is 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 that different to as it was ten years ago? Or is it the same? Um, I I think um, with respect to coaches, there is not that. Uh, they don't. They're not the ones that will tell you to be quiet. They do want to listen. It's the it's the governing bodies around that the sport. They're the old school that we're talking. They're just shutting the doors. Uh, the, I think male coaches are very open to having female coaches. I think they too can see um, it only will improve a team. There are no negative downsides to it. Um, but at the end of the day, if it's the best person that's getting the job, that's the that's the right person that needs to be chosen, male or female. It has to be the right person. But with pathways not at, at least initially at the top to get those role models to get people into the bottom of the pathway, um, have to have quotas. Well, I would I would not necessarily quotas per se, but uh, encouragement. Uh, reach out to certain athletes and say, look, why don't we have a look at this opportunity for you and see how it develops. And if there is a job that comes up at the end of that, the best person gets the job. Um, but more encouragement that way to bring them into the into the coaching and getting their qualifications. Yeah, I was discussing this issue with a college friend of mine recently and she recounted, um, I guess, an incident back in secondary school where uh, she was on a girls' hockey team and they, were, they needed to look for a new coach. And there were a couple of candidates, men and, and, and women. And, you know, in the locker room, she remembers hearing her other female teammates say that, you know, they don't want a women coach. Like, you know, they've always had men coaches. And it was just surprising to her and for me to hear that this would be coming from girls as well. Yeah. This aversion to having a yes. female coach. Yeah. yeah. I, do, I do think, um, again, but that's because it's a stereotype. Again, it needs to be sort of widened out. And I believe now is the time that it should be happening because female sport is on the rise. We know that. We can see, uh, as you mentioned to me the other day, the, the U.S. runners are doing great. Mm-hmm. Women cycling, it's, it's big. Um, but again, certain sports are going to be lacking. I mean, look at Formula One, if that's not traditional old, old style 
boys at play, then we are we are in trouble. Um, but you know, so it's never going to work in everything. But in the in the sports where women are coming on, uh, it should it should be that uh, at least an equal amount of male and female applicants are being looked at for the job. And what are some of the key ideas that you would want to get across to male coaches um, in the industry today, for example? Things that you think just they just haven't quite gotten down um, completely and you'd like to kind of you know send a message to them, for example. <laughs> I can't answer that question. <laughs> no, I, I believe um, very much so that... Uh, and they, and they, they do realise as well that... Um, we're only going to add more to a team or to to an athlete, um, and we we won't take anything away. Um, we're not taking the sport backwards in any way. In, in fact, we're just moving it along. Um, but it's who. Remember, when you're looking for that job, it also has to fit that coach too. That coach then has to decide if they want to work with that team. So if it's not the right coaching team that they don't think they'll fit into they they will they will say no thank you if they're offered the job mm-hmm. um so for me i believe men and women work alongside each other on a very easy basis a uh, daily basis as well uh, look at your office here today um it should be the same on a football pitch or hockey pitch or any any team environment for sport is there any um, female coaches? I mean, you, you've only had the one yourself, but seeing from other teams or reading uh, autographies, that kind of thing, who you looked up to and, and made you take the step to becoming a coach? Um, not really. Athletes, certain role model athletes, ones that are, uh, some, especially in triathlon, there's a lot of, a lot of very well-respected female coaches uh, athletes who have done amazingly well on a level playing field triathlon is one of the few few sports where we you know are on that level playing field um even money wise uh, prize money again uh it's one of the few that there is the equal uh equal opportunities there um the it's those people that i aspired to and saw that they were airing their voices and wanted to just step step into coaching because of what happened to myself as well, being allowed to walk away from sport, um, which uh, for me, it was a massive missed opportunity, I believe. Um, okay, triathlon really wasn't around in the UK at that point, um, but in, in Australia, it was a very much an up-and-coming sport. Um, so I believe those two things have, have what inspired me to to get where I am today and to do what I'm doing. Um, and have you had any pupils um, um, that you feel like you've stopped from slipping through the net and you're particularly proud of now? Um, I see the signs early of people who are getting distracted and if they have got the talent, then... What, what are the signs? Uh, I'm not showing up for yeah. for training. That'll do. That's the biggest one. Yeah. But even if they're there and it's the attitude, they've mm-hmm. lost interest, uh, they're just not happy to, to you, you don't see them smile anymore. 
Um, and and then it's the process of starting to find out why, what is it that's wrong, and then encourage them to either take a step back from the the high level, or if they if that's the right way, um, still still actually get uh, training, but not to the higher level. Let them step back and see if they want to come back naturally, but also tell them of you know all the experiences and all the views of of my own issues that I had um, talking to them about it seems to seems to help um, unfortunately not everyone is going to to stay and that as a coach you have to you have to accept anyway mm-hmm. but at least um, you've tried but at least you've tried and you've I've given them more than what I got is the way I see mm. And um, how do you differentiate between the two as in, okay, this is a lost cause, we'll let him go and I'm going to keep trying to keep them? And this is where it gets very, very bad as a coach. I mean, obviously, if they've got, you can see what talent they have. Those with more talent, you do try that much harder. And those that are torn between different sports as well, that's another area. If they're still being torn between different sports, they need to choose you have to say right now is the time to choose one sport perhaps um, and let them go to that other sport. But knowing they're still staying in a, staying in a sport, it's fantastic. It's when they actually walk away and shut the door on sport. That's the hard thing to accept as a coach. Okay, and do you, um, I mean, you're, you're, you've got regrets over your earlier career. Um, how, do those, how do those feelings sort of mimic the feelings you have when you see somebody, you know, as you say, somebody with loads of talent and you've got to let them go. Did you feel it as sort of a mirror in in your earlier career to what you're doing now? Um, Not a mirror because I didn't have anyone facing back to me. Um, But it's definitely one of the the main reasons why I became a coach um, and, and strive to, to give my athletes the best they can be at what age um, encouraging, uh, I coach adults as well, um, for triathlon and it's just showing them a balance of, <clears throat> of life as well as, you know, family and work, um, but enjoying something that they too enjoyed and remembering and seeing them remember that they enjoyed this as, as a child, um, putting, giving it back to them, something that they didn't, didn't end up doing, but, we've given something back to them as well. So what would you say to a, a woman who is deciding now whether or not to become a coach? What advice would you give her to get into coaching? Get into coaching or once she started, what to expect? <laughs> I would <laughs> I would definitely say, look, reach out and speak to the other female coaches around. It's a shame there isn't a sort of network that would help. We were talking about pathways before, that would help as well, female network within within all sports again the government can set this up quite easily um amongst national athletes as well there should be presentations to them to 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 show them pathways let them be able to easily reach out to existing coaches um especially now with with all the social media and things we see you know it's it can easily be done but it's going to it's going to be hard to get the pathways put in place it's going to be hard to 
to start something like that if you've got no nobody helping you out to do it. Mm-hmm. It seems like this the male female partnership, like the one that you have um, uh, in coaching, also seem, it seems to work quite well. It in works terms very of, yeah, well. The it dynamic. works incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some sports, you do you do see that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so it's a shame. I, I believe in perhaps the newer sports, it's a little easier for women in female uh, to become female coaches um, and to get to, to, to different levels. But again, I do believe also you've got to have um, the right background to to be heard. Whereas for a man, not necessarily you have to have the background, but if you've just proven yourself as a coach, that's good enough. Whereas females we have to prove ourselves perhaps as an athlete and then into the coaching role great well thanks very much for taking the time to chat um i know it's uh it's an issue that sort of transcends just coaching there's a huge <laughs> amount of gender inequality it's across that box of worms yes, isn't yes, it <laughs> um, you know and we've, we've tried to cover a couple of them in a, in a few different sports but uh coaching is an interesting one and also a very very tangible one um, but thanks for sharing your experiences with us. Thank um, you. Are you uh, have you got any big events? You've got a few athletes coming up uh, in the next few weeks. You're training anyone for? Um, well, we've got the ITU race this weekend here in Hong Kong. So we've got a couple of our youth um, racing in that. Um, and then actually we come into a bit of a lull period in triathlon. Uh, but then for running, we've got the standard chartered coming up. Mm. So we start gearing up for that. Well, thanks, Kate, for coming on board. And thank Thank you, you. Mary, um, as always, for uh, helping out. And if you want to cover, if you want to see more Outdoor and Extreme sports, then uh, follow us on Outdoor and Extreme SEMP on Facebook. And until next time, enjoy all of your extreme sports.